Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, let's get right into it today for week number two of June. We are talking about another movie about women's rights, which is so exciting because that's so important and that's like um, what we're here for here, obviously. Duh. We are talking about Obvious Child, which is an A24 release. I mean, it's it's not a new one, but that's okay because we love going back and watching older A24 movies before they really, you know, hit their, their fame and... I was so excited to see this again because I watched it mm, probably like 2017. This is from 2014. Um, so I watched it when I was in high school, literally forever ago, because have you ever used the website Canopy? Yes, Canopy. Love Canopy. Well, our school doesn't have large access to Canopy. They only have the films that people need to watch for classes. Yes. But my college that I attended during high school – since I had like their login and stuff, um, I had full access to all of Canopy. <gasps> and Whoa. it was life changing. And like, they just have like good movies on there that a lot of streaming services don't have. So it was very exciting. And now I've lost access to that because it was actually like four years ago. Um, but R. it's R. okay. I will now use what we have from our college. Yes. And, you know, just go through this small, small catalog that they have. But that's besides the point. The film that we're talking about today is directed and written by Jillian Robespierre. And starring Jenny Slate, who mm-hmm. honestly didn't think she could, like, make me cry with an emotional, dramatic performance. Right? Um, but she's fantastic. We've also got Jake Lacey, mm-hmm. Gabby Hoffman, and Richard Kind rounding out the cast. I had never heard about this movie until you brought it oh, up. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I had no idea. And honestly, it was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. I had the best time ever. And <laughs> I don't know. It was just really touching and hysterical. And I'm obsessed with Jenny Slate in the first place. Right. So seeing her leading a film, now I'm like, why is she not doing more? Well, Marcel the Shell. Well, yeah, I know I'm very excited about Marcel Dijon. And she was was in a very, very, very little part in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. I just just wish she had, like, bigger parts. Like, I wish people were seeing her as a leading lady because Uh I think she absolutely is. Well, yeah, I think she's definitely kind of put into this category of, like, the Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, Pete Davidson sort of, like – The funny girl. Yeah, but, like, the comedian that can do movies. Yeah. Or like an Amy – okay, not she's not Amy Schumer. But I'm just saying like that sort of comedian that also yes. translates because there are comedians that don't. Yes. But I think she, you know, can be almost like a character actor, comedic roles. But this isn't so comedic and it just, to me, fills a sort of area of this – I don't want to say like sub-sub-genre about like women's rights films. But I like that it's – a little bit of an older woman, you know, like I completely agree. Unpregnant and never rarely, sometimes always, both of those we love and have discussed on the podcast. But both of those, I think it very much feels like, and I don't want to assume, but 
you know, they're getting these abortions because they're still in high school. They're not with these guys and they need to see their future out. And a child is not part of their plan. Right. Where this, I love because it's an older woman. I mean, she's not old, but she's not a teenager anymore. She's not going to be a teen mom. She's not going to be completely unstable, but she is making this choice for herself. And I think that's just so important because within this, we see her, I don't even want to say she's not like contemplating getting an abortion. Right. Cause she goes, the, I, the vivid scene, she's like in the Planned Parenthood talking to the doctor and the doctor's like, okay, so let's sit down and talk about your options. And she's like, I, w- I would like the abortion, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I like ordering that? There, yes. I don't need to be rude, yes. but the, please, the abortion. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I just, I'm speechless. <laughs> I love that this also is so much about her yes. and her choice and I mean it's gonna cause conversation and people are gonna you know try and find whether they think it's right or wrong but we don't see her tell the man that she slept with that she's pregnant with his child mm-hmm. until the very end and she does it in her own way during a stand-up comedy um little performance and I just think that it's really wonderful. And I love that there's these moments of stand-up comedy where yeah. it kind of like breaks it up almost into segments of what's going on. And I think that, you know, this movie's only an hour and a half long, actually shorter than that. And it's just like kind of bite size. It didn't need yeah. to be anything more than that. Absolutely. It has fantastic pacing. Yes. Really great, witty dialogue. It reminds and, me of Frances Ha with the, yeah, with the dialogue, sort of. Yeah, a little bit. It definitely has that kind of spirit mm-hmm. to it, I guess I'll mm-hmm. say, of, of you know, kind of a, a flailing woman who's trying to pull it all together and the cards just aren't necessarily in her favor right now, but she has support systems mm-hmm. like her roommate and then also her hysterical father played by Richard Kind was honestly like one of the brightest spots in that movie for me especially when he comes up to her with that puppet yes (laughs) oh my gosh I don't know there's just so much love for again a conversation that rarely has any love in it especially when we're talking about like the debate and the fight over women's rights Mm -hmm. there is never any love or empathy or understanding or anything when it comes to these conversations. Whenever I think about it, I just think of like conflict and screaming and suffering. Mm -hmm. And and instead we get this movie that really I think has so much love and care and understanding. I don't know if I was expecting – I don't know if I'd call it a heart warmer. But like it definitely has that kind of sensibility to it. It kind of feels like a warm cookie. You know, like, but, but like, I think that's a testament to the writing and the direction of this is that it is otherwise such a heavy topic, but the way that it's done is like not horrific. And we're not seeing like these giant, like bawling her eyes out breakdown moments. You know, she definitely is a woman in hot water and she's not like, you know, just going day by day. And I think that was the beautiful part of it. And you see a lot of these conversations that she has between her roommate or her dad, or I don't know if it's so much her roommate, but her friend. Yeah. Um, And then one of my favorite parts is 
her mom and she decides to go see her mom one night and she has this conversation with her while, you know, they're laying in her bed and her mom says that she had an abortion in the 60s. And I think at some point, I don't remember if it was her mom or not, but somebody says, you know, like, this is a decision that you're going to make that you are going to think about every day. Mm -hmm. They talk about how this is something that you're going to think about every day for the rest of your life. And it doesn't have to be, you know, something that you're you're mourning or a decision that you regret, but it is a big life decision. Yes. And I, I loved that they handled this in that way. And it wasn't, oh, la-di-da, like, I'm going to go get this done. And right. it means nothing. And it's so clear that this is my choice and I'm doing this and it doesn't involve the father. And I think that's the misconception that a lot of people have is that it doesn't affect the person. And, right. you know, people think that they're just going to go out and do it willy-nilly. And I extremely disagree and I think that this film touches upon that in a way of like she's gonna continue and she makes jokes about it at her stand-up and she's like you know I'm having an abortion on Valentine's Day but it's not the worst Valentine's Day I've had yeah and you know she makes these you know light-hearted jokes and I also think you know comedy is a way that a lot of people cope with things absolutely I just loved that this really showed, you know, it's somebody that's older than us. And maybe we are closer in age to, you know, the girls and I'm pregnant, but I still really related to this story in a way that she doesn't have all of her life figured out and that's okay. And she knows, at least for this choice, that this is what she wants and she's going to make it. Mm -hmm. And I love the ending with Jake Clacy and comes up to her and is like, I'd like to go with you to the clinic. And then they end by watching a movie together. And he's just, you know, makes her tea or I don't know, coffee or tea. I don't remember what it was. But you know, it's just it's comforting. And he takes care of her. And we don't need this whole like, well, are we gonna stay together? And well, I guess if you're gonna have this done, then we're not together anymore. Like, they're just figuring it out. And they know that this is not the place where they are in their lives. And that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. And to not know what you're doing with your life other than knowing you need more time to figure some things out. And that's okay. Right. And life is a roller coaster. And I think if you've ever had a conversation with a woman in your life, you would know when talking about women's rights and when the decision process of having an abortion or not, like, of course, that's something you're going to think about mm-hmm. every day for the rest of your life. That doesn't mean that's not a decision you aren't are or aren't going to make. And that doesn't mean that somebody can make that decision for you if we're talking about legal matters and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love I love this movie. I, now I can't stop thinking about the warm cookie analogy. It's a very <laughs> warm cookie. I'm like, is it the best analogy? I like it's, it. It's such it, a – It's sitting well with It's such me. a big a big topic to cover, but I think that they really achieved – I mean, I don't really know exactly what they were trying to do with this, but I'm assuming that this is – you know, it was successful to me and I got the message and I think – that especially stories like this are so important, even though it's fictionalized. Like it makes me think about uh, one of our favorite series, Scenes from a Marriage. Yes. And that oh. starts off with her having an abortion pretty yep. much early on. And that's a woman who 
is married and well yep. yeah not for long well, <laughs> she's married oh, well. and they already have a child together and i think that's another side of this that we really rarely see in the media and we don't really hear those stories and it also reminds me of phoebe bridgers posted when all of this kind of came back to the surface yeah. that she had an abortion i think in october or something and i just think it's those sort of stories that are so important and I mean I'm not saying that this needs to be the topic of every movie and you know but this again is a movie like Unpregnant that is palatable enough for an audience to sit through and not feel like oh my gosh I hear this every day in the news I you know I need to escape because at the end of the day you know like we we said in our last episode not everything needs to be a think piece and not everything needs to be like the most jarring experience and I need to talk to somebody for five hours about this and unpack it and you know back to my analogy I think that this is something that you can enjoy and sit with and process and you know years later this was one that when we kind of decided what we wanted to be watching this month it was one that came to mind and i was like oh my gosh yes i i need to rewatch that i want to talk about it on the podcast because i want people to see this movie and be able to have discussions about it mm-hmm. and have this be something that not just women and not just the Supreme Court are talking about. It it should be a conversation that everyone's having. And I think also these are heavy conversations, but they're ones that need to be had because it's stories like this that open people's eyes. And I think for somebody who may have never experienced this and never thought about abortion or having that as an option because they didn't need to may have trouble relating to the stories of women that do. Right. And I think it humanizes this big topic that Mm -hmm. causes so much heat and and violence and arguments. It's like, okay, well, let's take, let's take the bigger issue here and let's put it into context of someone's actual life and of someone's very – specific Mm -hmm. case right and i i think that's really important because the world is a big place and something my mom always taught me is that like being a free thinker and having your eyes open to whatever doors or windows may come your way is really important whether or not like you personally ever want to have an abortion in your life, I think it's still important to see someone else's life and see their decision process and see how they move forward and how they do this, that, or the other thing. And if you are someone who is considering it or has had one, then here's another movie of someone else who's gone through the same situation you have and the same decision process. So I think at the end of the day, it kind of brings back to why movies are so awesome in the first place because Mm -hmm. it's all about humanization and creating stories where we can see ourselves on screen or see people we know on screen and not feel alone. Exactly. So yeah, it's – now I'm just getting all – esoteric and so thinky but anyway yeah it's it's a really nice fun movie for someone who maybe can't necessarily get behind the teen movie vibes like Mm -hmm. we talked about last week I think this is the perfect 
alternative or perfect companion piece, which is why we're talking about them together when we're talking about uh, some women's rights issues. So. Absolutely. And I, uh, to your point, you know, not to get too philosophical here, but, you know, it, it reminds me like it always kind of makes me sad when somebody would be like, oh, I don't remember the last time I watched a movie. And that's fine. Like, you know, I watch three every day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's fine. But I also think that to your point of like, humanizing and and seeing these stories even though they're fictional it just makes me think back to like when we're kids and the way that we learn things is through stories and you know since the cavemen that's how all of our theater history classes start but you know that's really how all of this came to be is people sharing stories and that's how they learned and that's how they knew that's what this tribe did and this is what the people before you did Mm -hmm. and this is what not to do is because this person did it and it all comes from storytelling and even though this is fictional and maybe that a lot of times in art there's a lot of personal experiences that go into it and you know that makes it a really well-rounded and heart-filled movie even though this is not a documentary it's still very powerful and I think again like you were saying somebody who hasn't experienced this can learn from this and it's just like a fundamental thing that I think we lose as we become adults I really think about like the books that I read to the kids that I nanny like we read a lot Mm -hmm. of Berenstein Bears and they have like books about going to the doctors or yes cleaning your messy room or having manners and eating healthy food and it's it's lessons and it's in this bite size you know you can enjoy it and then go on with your day with newfound information and I think that obviously books also give us that but I think you're gonna sit down with your family or spouse your friends by yourself whoever it's important to remember that yes there are Marvel movies out there and there's you know pure entertainment but there are also films that are entertaining and educational but not in a like documentary way like obviously love documentaries as well but this is um a warm cookie definitely and on that note that's a wrap thanks so much for listening to today's episode if you enjoyed you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform you can also follow us on instagram at the cinema chicks and on tiktok at cinema chicks and if you want to be friends you can follow me on instagram at madeline daisy rancourt and on letterbox at madeline daisy or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Drunk Calling Your Ex. Dads with Puppets. And stand-up comedy sets that are literally about your entire personal life. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you.